Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Spirit with our soul, amen, and glad that the Lord has placed us in a body that each joint supplieth what the other may lack. Amen. And that's that's just a tremendous thing. Luke chapter number two in verse number 13. The Bible states uh, these words here this evening. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now, my wife would stop right there and say that's the reason why God told men about the goodwill right there in Scripture. Amen. Nevertheless, verse 15, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go, let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Amen. For a little while tonight, and I'll be conscious of your time. Amen. But it's getting that time of year. You get out when it's still daylight. So you just should feel really good about yourself. Amen. Brother Malone laughed more than anybody else. <clears throat> I'm kind of concerned about him. I want to talk to you tonight about the song of redemption. The song of redemption. Hallelujah. Father, I love you, Jesus, this evening. God, I'm grateful, Lord, for your spirit. I'm grateful, Lord, for you having met us here, Lord, this morning. I pray, God, also here this evening. I pray, oh, God, help me, Lord, just to share, Lord, a concept or an idea that, Lord, may be beneficial to someone's life. I pray, oh, Lord, let your Holy Ghost, God, sweep through this place, God. Lord, help us, God, to just look to your word and let in that word something be spoken and said that we can break off and apply to our own individual lives. God, we'll thank you and we'll praise you for it the lovely name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. Everybody say amen. You may be seated tonight. The lovely name of the Lord. The song, the song of redemption. What we have before us in Luke 2, and I understand it's not Christmas, but that's okay. Amen. That there's a very climatic moment here in history of the world that happened on this particular night in Luke 2 in the city of Bethlehem, the divine hand of God had orchestrated a series of events that really set the stage for the happenings in that particular city on this particular night. The Bible tells us very plainly through the story of Scripture that Caesar Augustus decreed the world should be taxed and that Joseph then left Nazareth and went to Bethlehem, the town that he was a native of as a result of that decree. And that happened to correspond with his dear wife Mary's due date. Amen. No such time to travel as whenever it's time to give birth to your baby. And there was no room, the Bible says, left in the inn due to this influx of people that is in uh, the location of Bethlehem because everybody returning to their native city or their native town for everyone to be taxed. And so the babe that we know as Christ was born 
in a manger in the exact city that the prophets of old in the Old Testament had foretold of. And several, several prophecies of the Old Testament found their fulfillment and their satisfaction, if you will, in the sole birth of Jesus Christ, the Christ child. Shepherds abiding in the field by night, keeping their watch over their flock, had an angelic visitation. So it was during the time of the surrounding of our Savior's birth, birth rather, it seemed like there was an increase of angel activity during the time of the birth of Christ. For instance, the Bible tells us in Luke 1 that there was an angel that appeared unto Zacharias in the temple to tell him that he would have a son, although they were well stricken in age and his wife was barren, and that son, his name should be called John, angelic visitation. Also in Luke 1, an angel would appear unto Mary and tell her that she would give birth to the Son of God and that his name would be Jesus, an angelic visitation. An angel would also appear unto Joseph in a dream, as it were, to put his fears aside, to put them at rest about taking Mary as his wife an angelic visitation. The angel appeared even to Joseph in a dream to warn him to flee with his family down into Egypt and to escape the wrath of the heathen king Herod and it was an angelic visitation in Matthew 2. Also in Matthew 2, an angel appeared to Joseph in a dream to tell him that Herod was now dead and that he was safe to return to Israel. So we have time and again, angelic, angelic visitation and even the shepherds that were met with the announcement of the birth of the child was an angelic visitation. Amen, in Luke 2. Announcing that there was born to you this day in the city of Bethlehem. Amen, a child. And the Bible says, along with a multitude of a heavenly host, there came this angelic beings praising God and saying, everybody say saying, saying, hark, amen, hark, amen, I'm here, I've lost my place here. Angels saying unto them, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, good will toward men. They said something. Something that we all times sing during that time of the year is hark the herald, angels sing. Charles Wesley is noted to have written this particular hymn. It's credited to him. He has over 3,000 hymns that are credited to him, and this is one of them, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing. Amen, particularly a Christmas hymn. Amen, I don't know anybody that breaks out in that during July, but typically a Christmas hymn. But it was actually wrote in 1739. When it was written in 1739, the words were, Hark how all the welkin rings. Welkin was an old word. It basically meant heaven. Hark how all the heaven rings glory to God, glory to the king of kings. And because the verse was altered by a colleague of his by the name of George Whitefield, amen, against the protest of the author of that day. Today, most people believe that the Bible talks about angels singing whenever it comes to the angelic visitation to the shepherds. But actually, the scripture says in your Bibles tonight, it says, that the angels 
sad or the angels were saying the heavenly hosts were saying they were not singing at the birth of the Christ but they were saying amen at the birth of Christ and folks that may indeed be quite significant because at no time during Christ's earthly ministry do angels ever sing Never throughout his earthly ministry did angels ever sing. In fact, the Bible gives us no indication that the angels sing today or at any other time during human history. There are only two times that I can see in Scripture that we see that angels were singing. And that was once at the birth, if you will, of creation and once in heaven with the redeemed that is still yet to take place. The Bible says in Job 38 and verse number 4, where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? God is speaking to Job. Job's writing, which is dated many times, even before Genesis. He says, where were you whenever I laid the foundation of the earth? He said, declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest? Or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? He said in verse 7, When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. I've made reference through this in our Revelation study that whenever all the stars, morning stars sang together may very well be a reference to the angels singing. It was Lucifer even known as the morning star in scripture. But we do not see no singing of angels again till the book of Revelation for a future time. Revelation 5 and 8, the Bible says, and when he had taken the book and the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them, this should sound familiar to somebody, amen, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints, and they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, and people, and nation. The first time that we see the angels sang was before the creation of man. Before Adam and Eve ever sinned in the garden. Even what would seem like before Lucifer ever fell from heaven. There's no doubt even with all the tablets and instruments that were inside of Lucifer that he may have very well been the one that was leading those morning songs and morning choruses up in heaven when it was spoken of in Job. The Bible only names about three archangels that we have names to through scripture. Amen. And gives us a little hint as to what their role was in heaven now and even and so uh, then and now. Michael, the archangel that's in charge of the nation of Israel. Anytime you see Michael, he is going to bat for the nation of Israel. He's standing. He's the one that came in Daniel and there came an angel of the Lord with a message that is Gabriel because Gabriel is oftentimes the message bearer but Gabriel was withstood amen by the forces of the Medes and the Persians in the heavenly realm and Michael came for the nation of of Israel and fought against them and so there was a delay for Gabriel and his message so Michael's the one that stands for the nation of Israel Gabriel is the one that usually brings a message and it was Lucifer that no doubt was in, in, in charge of the worship and the praise and the tabrets and everything that it was formed in him according to Isaiah. It was when the worshiper though, worship leader even maybe, became the worship that all this trouble 
began in heaven. Amen. Angels are not omniscient. They are not all-knowing like God. Lucifer could perhaps not even imagine the terrible fate that would befall him according to his rebellion, according to what he did in heaven. But there was chaos in heaven. There was chaos in the music department. Chaos in the music department. Chaos, amen, that was taking place. Their leader was gone. And since that time, angels have continued to praise God, but it's never been recorded of them singing their praises since that moment in time. They'll have no one directing. They have no choir director anymore. Amen. It was also Lucifer, if you remember, in the Garden of Eden that led Adam and Eve into sin in hopes, if you will, of stopping every song of praise to God all throughout creation, permanently, if you will. But he didn't know that God had a plan of redemption. Everybody say redemption. Redemption for humanity. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 and 6, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory but as it is written I have not seen ear have not heard neither it entered to the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Since the fall of Adam and Eve, since the fall, if we could say, of Lucifer himself, in every place that scripture records worship, through singing, and you've heard me tell you this before, but I'm gonna tell you again. Everywhere there is worship through singing, it is invariably tied with redemption. Anywhere you read about a new song, it's because something has been redeemed. When a man experiences salvation, it puts a song in his heart. It puts a song in his life. Whether his vocal cords can carry a tune or not, he is spoken of as having a new song by virtue of having been redeemed. The Bible says, if we can just look at a few scriptures, the Bible says, Psalms 100, verses 1 and 2, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Psalms 27 and verse 6, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing. I will sing praises unto the Lord. Why? There was deliverance. There was a redeeming, if you will, a redemption. Psalms 47 and verse 6. Sing praises to God. Sing praises, sing praises unto the king. Sing praises for God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. Psalms 104 and verse 33. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Psalms 40 and verse 2. He hath brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He hath put a new song. 
He said he took me out of the pit. He redeemed me from that place, the mire, the muck, the pit. And he put a new song. Whenever I got redeemed, there was a song that came along with my redemption, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Ephesians of Old Testament is it well enough there's Ephesians Ephesians 5:18 be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but be filled with the spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms hymns spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord now i don't know about you but there's sometimes i've been suspicious about the enemy of my soul why he so viciously opposes me in living for God and while he, why he opposes me worshiping God, praising God, it's because we have in essence took the place of his original role, usurped his leading of praise to God. He's jealous in an insurmountable, immeasurable way of the blessing we have. Being with God. In fact, whenever John had his encounter with the Lord on the Isle of Patmos, the devil has known something that makes him insane with jealousy because the Bible says there in Revelation that John saw in his vision the redeemed of all ages, seen the redeemed of the church, seen the redeemed, if you will, of a mighty host of all ages. Amen, represented no doubt there with the four, 24 rather elders leading worship in heaven. And he spoke to them again one more time in Revelations 5 and verse number 8, speaking of that time frame, that whenever they were there, there was the prayers of the saints, the odors and all of this. But in verse number 9, and they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals. Four beasts are round about the throne. Twenty-four elders are round about the throne. Amen. There's a representative, if you will, through the four beasts of an angelic host around about the throne. Amen. And they begin to sing a new song, if you will, and it's the song of the redeemed. We will sing together and praise to God through all ages of eternity because the story that we're singing about is redemption story. They might have cracked their lips one time since the beginning of creation, but they're going to open them wide in the end of days because there's going to be a great host, number upon number, thousands upon thousands that are going to be a representative of the redemption and the power and the blood and the name of Christ Jesus. Redemption story is going to be written and it's going to be accompanied with a new song. Someone say amen. We will sing together. Amen. When we get to heaven, the angels cannot begin to sing it until we get there because an angel's never been redeemed but we've been redeemed. Angels never been redeemed or Lucifer would maybe, I don't know if he would, but nevertheless have hope, but he doesn't. Amen. But we have been redeemed. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1 and verse 12, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us did they minister things, speaking of angels, which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel 
unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. In other words, the angelic host is so interested in this concept and story of somebody that was born into the sin and can have the blood of Christ put upon their life to redeem them to good standing with God, that he would want them to live with him for eternally. They're so interested in that because they lost their song whenever Satan fell and they haven't been able to sing until the redeemed of the Lord, as the old song used to say, are gathering in. Angels did not sing at Christ's first coming. Amen. But nigh to his second coming, they're going to open up their voices because we are the redeemed. And as the scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. And so a frustrating spot for the adversary of your soul, amen, to come to toe with you is through your praise and through your worship because he doesn't want no new song sung. He doesn't want no praise. He doesn't want no adoration because you're fulfilling a spot and a responsibility that he had upon his shoulders, but it can never be claimed back for him. He's never going to waltz into heaven again and bow knee. Amen. He's never going to walk in there again and get the angels going with a song. But we tonight have the opportunity. We have the privilege every time time we gather together to fill the role of one of the great archangels of the heaven when we lift up our voice and we open our lips and we say thank you Jesus and we begin to sing the song of redemption he redeemed me in this world and he's soon going to redeem my body honey we got a song to sing I wish somebody would sing the song Stand with me tonight, if you will. I'm not finished singing yet. I'm not finished singing yet. If we bow our heads in this place. Nobody can sing the song. Only you can. Nobody can substitute in for you. Only you can do it. God, I want to open my mouth. I want to open up my lips. I want to sing it because you took me out of the miry pit. I want to sing it. I want to sing it because I know what my destiny was, but through your spirit, through your blood, I know what it can be. I want to sing it. Because nobody's got a right the children of God that's seen the light and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I got it right. Hallelujah, Jesus. Just gather something to sing here tonight. We'll close this service. God, I need you, Jesus. Thousands of years elapsed between one song to the next. 
until somebody, the host of the redeemed, entered in. If you can tonight, just in the end of the service, you can raise a hand. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.